Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Mind Over Millennial. My name is Lauren. My name is Tess. Hi. <laughs> oh my God. It's already a day. Already a day, y'all. You don't it's, even know. It's St. Patrick's Day. Oh my God. It is St. Patrick's Day. No wonder I'm drunk. Yeah, I'm not we're, drunk. We're I'm actually half a glass of wine in. We're recording on St. Patrick's Day just to make everybody happy because we've been very busy and very... I don't want to say lazy, lackadaisical about the podcast. Well, Lauren's been on vacation. She didn't take me with her. I didn't. I didn't. I thought that maybe my husband and I should take a private vacation by ourselves. No. He said I'm your girlfriend, so I should come too. He did. (laughs) He actually did. And it's great. And I love it. I love it for me, honestly. I don't think he's used to me. Like, because we talk on a we, being Tess and and you. Yeah. Yeah. Talk on a daily basis, which, like, for me, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people where I talk to my friends, like, even my closest friends, I don't talk Mm-mm. to them on a daily basis. And so, Ian's not used to me actually, like, texting people, laughing at things, and like having multiple conversations and multiple apps beyond like him and I. And so, yep, he came back from this deployment and he's just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And like, I can't be mad because it's a chick. But like at the same time, it's, this is, you just have a girlfriend and I just, I guess I have to get over it. Um, yes, you do, Ian. Trust me, I'm not as much of a threat as I could be. So. Well, as you, as you could be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been getting out and discovering things. I am not as much of a threat as I could be. <laughs> okay. Well, that's how I am. Uh, vacation was wonderful. Uh, being back at work has made me realize that I just want to, um, find a really sacred treasure and retire at the age of 35. (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. Because I was going to say like find a sugar daddy and then I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I have Ian and he's not a sugar daddy, but he he is out. I found out about this new thing or I don't know if it's new. It's new to me and I don't know how one gets into it, but it is monetary dominatrix something like that Mm, okay and basically what it is is you have no sexual contact with the person 
but you fine them for different actions or you just tell them that they better put money in your account and like that's their kink. Interesting. And I was like, huh, how does one get into this? (laughs) I mean, when I think of a monetary dominatrix, I honestly think of like just telling somebody, fuck off, I'm doing the finances because that's all I got. I mean that too. It's kind of like taking (laughs) the IRS and putting it on a private level. You better fucking give me money. How much? I don't know. But if you give me the wrong amount, you're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) I I hate. Literally. Oh my God. Welcome to tax season, everybody too. Uh, Hope you all got your stimmies. Hope you all have gotten your stimmies. I don't have mine yet. That is trash. It's probably being mailed to you again. Yes, it is being mailed to me again because I have never received a refund in my entire life. I had to explain that to someone that if you're self-employed from the time that you're 18, you don't get a refund. tax refunds ever. Oh. And they were like, huh? Oh. What? I was like, yeah. It's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. So anyway, how are you, Tess? Quitting my job to become a stripper. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, but I do have a stripper pole in my house now. I feel like that would be very lucrative for you. And also I saw that on something. I think it was Snapchat. Snapchat. And I was going to ask about it. Uh, are you doing cardio or? Actually, it is my new roommate's pole. She does her workouts on it. She is excellent. And it is absolutely fascinating to watch her. She's really good at it. Cool. Um, so on that note, I have a new roommate. Uh, Tess is now living with uh, a female roommate and a tiny human who belongs to said female roommate. Um, I'm not going to say her name until I ask her if I can put it on the podcast because I don't know yet. Um, but so, it's... So tiny human means child for people that don't speak test speak, by the way. Oh, I thought that was like... Oh, I guess it could be a midget or a dwarf. <laughs> Am I not supposed to use those words? I'm sorry. I a don't... little person? A tiny human? I don't know. I, I, oh, don't... <laughs> I just put all my feet in my mouth. Like I'm an octopus with eight feet and now they're all in my mouth. <laughs> Stripper pole. There's a stripper pole involved. I'm working out. One could put their feet in their mouth on a stripper pole, I guess. I wasn't, I was trying to redirect. I wasn't asking for more octopus jokes. (laughs) Octopussy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Yes, there's a stripper pole in my house now. Um, My back door does not have a window currently. Hope my, yeah. Um, because we had a problem with the key the first week she moved in and I was over an hour away and uh, she was like, I can't get in the house. The tiny human is covered in poop. Um, we really need to get in. I don't have a car. Somebody just dropped me off here. Uh, how do I get in? And I was like, I don't know. So she broke the, one of the glass panes to get in the back door, which was totally fine. Like I said, yeah, that's great. You know, we just need to replace it, but it's not actually a nine pane door. It is two pieces of double pane glass through the entire thing. Yeah. So the whole window is out of the door. So that's kind of fun. Um, So the cat's been locked in my bedroom for the last week because he's eating everything. He's gotten to the point of dementia and old age where he eats things that aren't food. I caught him trying to eat a dryer sheet the other day. Oh, lovely. He was just munching on it. And I was like, why are you eating that? And when I took it away, he bit my elbow. I was like, don't eat that either. Um, <laughs> That's not food either, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I've heard of cats eating, you know, their owner's faces after they die. Why did that they go true. for the face first? Oh, Tess is in a mood today. Okay, so sorry. I feel like I'm bringing Patricia tonight and I'm, I'm not even drunk. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm here for it. <laughs> I told you it was a fucking mood and you don't even know. Like, we prefaced this. I warned everyone. Well, I uh, feel like that goes 
really along with our topic yeah (laughs) lauren what's our topic today uh today we are going to talk about boundaries and i don't think i have those no i don't think you do either (laughs) it's really bad if we're being fair um there is a line that gets drawn in the sand for tests and then once you cross that line you get rolled into the abyss yeah no if you cross the there's like one line nobody actually knows where it is but once you cross it you are no more but there's like no warning (laughs) no there's zero warning it's basically like here's the line and we're not going to talk about the line existing we're not going to talk about what upsets me we're not going to talk about how you can avoid it you just have to choose to not go over the line that you don't don't know know what triggers it it. we know nothing we know nothing but then once you're over the line, it's like, oh, God, now we're in the death dome. Like, yes. welcome to hell. It's bad. Yes. It's bad. Tess does not have boundaries. I know. It's fine. I've had multiple therapists explain this to me. Is it fine? No, everything's on fire, but it's fine <laughs> because I have to live my life this way. Today, I texted Lauren. I loved this. I'm sharing this on the podcast. I just texted her out of the blue. I don't want to. No context. She's like, you don't want to what? Live. Me either. What are we doing? <laughs> Let's go into a coma and be in a coma together. And I was like, I, that wasn't what I was talking about. I just didn't want to go out tonight, but sure. Let's talk about this now. (laughs) We don't want to live. Okay. I mean, I am nothing if not supportive in the existential crisis that is life. So. Hey, I've been having like all of the existential crises all at once for the last four months. So you have, and you have been working through them in an amazing way. And I'm very proud of you. That's, that's very sweet. I think you're the only person who would agree with that because everyone else that knows me think that I am like driving a horse and buggy toward a cliff at full speed. So I don't think they've seen every hill and valley of this journey the way I have. That's true. There have been some dark caverns in the valleys that only you have seen there have been some very deep valleys that got me scared. And uh, when yeah. I get scared about your well-being, there's the there's there's an internal panic button that gets pushed. There was one day where I literally was like, hey, uh, babe, I know you just got back from deployment, but I'm going to Texas for like two <laughs> days. Okay? Okay. It's true. That happened. <laughs> It's okay. I'm doing better. I'm establishing boundaries, kind of. Well, but that also shows like my, not lack of boundaries, but like how my boundaries are very outreaching for certain people, which I think is personally okay. Um, But Tess, would you like to lead us in with anything about boundaries or do you just want to do a little tag teaming about what boundaries are? I do have one thing. Um, This came from a therapist that I saw in college and I loved his metaphor of boundaries and how they should be established. Okay. So I kind of want to share that as a lead in thing and then maybe we can use it as a measuring stick, if you will, to see how well we are doing at this. Cause I know that I suck at it. Um, I'm probably like a, a, a 10 out of a hundred would probably be my boundary (laughs) layer. You're way better than me because at least you tell people to fuck off when they're in your face. I just walk away. That is true. Um, Anyway, he said your what you give to people and who you are as a person. Picture that as a house on a fenced-in lot, like a white picket fence kind of lot. Okay. Okay. 
So you're picturing this house. I always picture this like weird Victorian mansion. I don't know why, but it's this house on this really nice lot, decently sized yard, fence around it, driveway, whatever. Okay. I'm picturing a lighthouse because I'm going to be that old creepy woman that lives in a lighthouse alone. <laughs> you won't be alone. My ghost will be there with you after I accidentally die at 32. Bless. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Let's, let's be real here. Okay. So uh, <laughs> my last words are going to be, oh shit. Whoops. Accurate. Very <laughs> accurate. Anyway. So this is who you are, what you give to people, your feelings, like all of your inner working whatevers. So not everybody gets to be on that that property at all. Some people should stay outside the fence boundary. Yeah. And then maybe your very outermost acquaintances get to be on the lawn. Mm-hmm. That's like one step inside. And then maybe your friends get to come on the porch. They get to maybe come in the kitchen, the living room, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you only let your family in the... I want to say like non-public spaces of the house. We're not talking your bedroom yet, but if you have a den or if you have something like that, that's where your family is. And it's kind of, we're getting closer and closer in this nucleus kind of thing. And then maybe only one or two people should be allowed into that bedroom. The closest part of who you are sharing who you truly are on the inside and giving them anything or almost anything without questioning it. And then my innermost part, because I'm a girl, is the master bathroom. (laughs) Right. No, I was literally just like, why the fuck? Like, I don't care if you're in my bedroom. Like, my my immediate (laughs) thought was literally just like, I don't want you in my bathroom. Right. (laughs) No, that's that's why I'm saying like, maybe, you know, your mom and some other people, like, they're in your bedroom, but like, maybe only your husband and in my case, Lauren, are in your bathroom. (laughs) Like, that's where you have your very most personal thoughts, actions, everything else. And so you have to think about a person and consider how far into my house did I let them or did I establish the proper boundary of saying, hey, you have to stay out. Yeah, I get that. And that was his metaphor. I always really liked it because it was like, all right, which category do I put this person in? And then how far into the level of boundary do I want to allow them? Yeah. Because also once you've allowed somebody all the way into the intermost workings, it's real hard to push them back out again. No, it, it is. It is. Absolutely. And that's why like breakups and stuff get so messy is because it's like you let them all the way in your bedroom or in your bathroom and now they've seen all your crap and they know what kind of mold grows on your toilet or what kind of Literally. shower soap you use. Like that, yeah. mm, that's a lot of information. And then you have to kind of sever that tie sometimes. So anyway, that's, that's kind of how I'm walking into this boundary episode thinking about where do we put people? How do we establish these boundaries? And for Tess, and the reason Tess has so much trouble with boundaries, two reasons. One, if I can say yes, and it does not affect my person and my like three things that I care about, I'll probably say, say yes. yes. Yeah. Because I can. And so it's like, why wouldn't I? But I'm expecting the other person to do the same thing. And 10 times out of 10, they do not. Yeah. Or nine and a half, whatever. And <clears throat> I feel like 10 out of 10 is, is correct because there are... Yeah so many times where like you you do put put yourself in like you are you're a good person and I don't think it's necessarily just a you don't have I mean there are times where like yeah you absolutely don't have boundaries but like you care enough about people mm-hmm. that your perception of who people are based off of their behaviors versus like their inner workings is different yeah. 
And sometimes, most times, that lets people down. Yeah, and I think it's a toxic behavior of mine because I was the kid that their needs weren't met by people who they cared about. Right. And so now, if I see a person whose needs I needs I can meet, you it's meet like them. if I absolutely can without detriment to my physical health because detriment to my emotional health, that's all the time. But without detriment <laughs> to my physical health or the three things that I care about, I'll probably say yes. <laughs> Lauren, don't look at me like that. You know like, it's true. <laughs> I know it's true. That's why I'm like, you poor, you poor baby squirrel. Like I, I'm what? not, I'm not trying to come off as a poor baby squirrel. This is just fact. No, it is. Like, and I I under I understand that it is fact, but the fact that it is fact is still you poor baby <laughs> squirrel. So it's fine. We went from I, a raccoon and a possum to now a baby squirrel. There we go. Okay. I love baby squirrels. I had a pet squirrel as a kid. He was adorable. We saved a squirrel once too. So yeah. mine's name was Elf. He played catch with me. I don't think I don't think we ever named ours. We saved a bird and a squirrel and a bunny once. I think. But anyways, no. yeah. No, the I I think that that's just it, and it's more of a testament to your character and the fact that you can emotionally separate what other needs are versus your own. But again, that goes back to that line in the sand for. You know, I guess we're doing a psych session between ourselves. We're not really talking about just like overarching boundaries for this episode. But I mean, I'm planning to get into how to set better boundaries. This is just the the opening of we admit that we don't have enough. Ah, well, yeah. I mean, either way, I feel like that's like your line in the sand where like you don't, you don't, and you're not like it's a, it goes back to like the, the personality thing too, where it's like, you're just, you're not that emotional. Yeah. And w- but when, when somebody does get into that little emotional zone for you and then it's not reciprocated or received well it's it's easy to see why they just get obliterated in your mind in my oh, yeah. opinion well i mean that's also the getting back to the um myers briggs whatever that we always reference it's the infj intj like door slam or light switch thing mm-hmm. of like once i've decided it's gone yep so i don't know um, another thing that I heard, which I thought was really interesting and I think kind of ties into the boundaries thing. Cause I was talking about as a kid, didn't feel like needs were met by those that I cared about. And so now I try to meet too many to try to make people feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the question is, what is your toxic coping behavior? Mine? Yours. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> like you don't have to be overly specific. I understand it's on the air, but what is your toxic? coping behavior um so as a kid it used to be doing too much for everybody else um and I still kind of do that so like when I start feeling really really poorly like I'll reach out to everybody that I know and be like hey are Mm -hmm. you okay like just in hopes that they ask me if I'm okay and then even still if they ask me if I'm okay it's just like oh yeah you know what I'm doing great like mm-hmm. nothing can bring me down. Everything's fantastic. Um, but as an adult, my toxic boundary is probably um, being too conscious of closing doors without a logical reason. 
So if it's just strictly this person made me feel bad or gave me an icky feeling, um, I try to be more understanding. Mm -hmm. And that has not been a benefit to me. I got you. And the second part of this question is what's your love language? Oh, um, I've discovered that my love language really is acts of service and words of affirmation. So when you are in a place where you feel like you are not having your love language met, you artificially create it to others. Yes. So your toxic coping behavior is your love language like redirected. It's twisted. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's not meant as like a finger pointing thing. I think it's true for everybody. Cause I saw a, a woman, she was talking about this. She's like, my thing is I go out shopping when I feel just absolutely whatever. And my love language is gifts. Gifts. Yep. Yeah. So if it's, you know, quality time, you start obsessing over somebody or something or like whatever it is, because yep. you're not getting that quality time. Yep. So I, I think that that's really, really true. And it was something that was really kind of a light bulb for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I have these three coping mechanisms and here are my love languages. And like, it makes sense. So right. again, it's just, it's just something to note, like, Hey, if I'm exhibiting this toxic behavior, I need to remember my boundaries because what I'm actually feeling is. Right. Well, and that was the other thing too, is like, you know, I would get like blitzed out of my mind while Ian was on deployment and just text like my friend group from high school and be like, Oh my God, I love you guys so much. And like my need was, I needed to hear that back. Mm -hmm. But the reality was Lauren, you're so sweet when you're drunk or like Lauren, are you drunk or something like that? And it's like, right. It, it, and it's, it's not anything against those people, but it's just like, that was kind of an eye opener like the this is really bad like the third or fourth time that it happened where it's like I'm still not getting what I feel I need mm -hmm. why is that do my friends not love me do they not care about me and, and no that's not it I am projecting right onto them and not only that like I said it's twisted it's kind of artificial because right. taking the spending and the gifts you're not technically getting yourself a gift but in the minute your brain has the same response to that. So you're saying like, oh, you know, oh, I got this cool thing for myself. Right. So it's self-love in a weird way, but it's not. Right. Right. So it's you're projecting the... that onto your friends and hoping for it back. But like you said, even if they ask you how you are, you're like, oh no, I'm totally fine. You need somebody to see what you're really saying. And that in itself is a toxic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not directly related to boundaries, but I felt like it tied in a little bit. I think it does. Yeah. So I Tess is terrible with boundaries. Absolutely terrible. Also, there are circumstantial boundaries, which are interesting. Okay. I okay, extreme example. <clears throat> Must clear throat first. Uh jujitsu. I roll with guys all the time in jujitsu. And if that was taken off the mat and put in any other situation, it would be predatorial and sexual. Yep. Because yeah. I've, I have grabbed everything you can think of by accident and they have grabbed everything you can think of by accident. I've had my, yeah, we've, we've been in some uncomfortable situations. I will not uh, alliterate that, but 
on on the jujitsu mat, it it's that's not it. That's not where your brain is. There's no. It's kind of like walking on a nude beach and being like, these people are definitely used to this because you can tell. Right. There's there's no flagpoles. Right. Um. So circumstantial boundaries are really interesting. And once again, those can be exploited and you have to watch and be careful. And it's weird. Yeah. No, I think that that's true too, because like there's definitely like a, when I would travel for work, there was a circumstantial boundary where it was, I'm at the bar, I'm hanging out with older dudes and older dudes always love to hit on me. But like, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, this is like a cute, fun conversation, whatever. I'm going to let you have, have your fun, like feel like you're young again. That's fine. Cause me and the bartender, we understand that like, I'm here to hang out because mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally have no other like situation where I can be away from work at this point in my life. Yep. Um, but you know, there are times where there are, you know, you get into a situation where where somebody that isn't a part of that little family that you create when you travel for work at the bar comes in and tries to be serious about something like that. And it's just like, no dude, like you don't, you don't get the vibe here. Like you don't understand. Right. We're blowing off steam. This is something that happens at the end of the day when you're tired and you can't go home. Right. So instead of sitting in your hotel room, which can be extremely claustrophobic, been there, um, you find yourself just finding comfort in like white noise. Right. Just, just human interaction because Mm -hmm. there are, God, I, I, I literally like when people would ask me how I would do like the travel and same to you, probably like how you do the travel. Like you don't think about it when you're doing it and then you get into a different routine and you're just like, I don't fucking know how I did it. Like you have to, you, you basically do like you, you disassociate from like who you are as a person and you do create those other boundaries that are basically like obviously I'm not going into another hotel room with this other human being that I don't know but like there is a matter of who I am as me versus who I'm going to show these other people and who I'm going to allow to converse with me this evening it kind of reminds me a little bit of what we talked about in the last episode of like how to create a podcast um where we're not truly playing a character but it's like you put on a face who you are and then yeah. you hit record and it's it's that you know let's call back to iCarly with like Freddie counting you in kind of thing and then all of a sudden like the energy is raised it's a little bit different it's still authentic but it's a specific side you don't see the entirety of the human yeah no exactly no I think that's exactly it and I can definitely agree with you as far as like the circumstantial boundary of traveling and going out to your favorite bar or pub or whatever. I had a favorite bartender at my favorite bar and she and I just really had an understanding and I would just go in there and have a couple of glasses of wine and sit there for an exorbitant amount of time. Mm-hmm. And she, she always knew she'd get a really good tip because I just wanted to sit there and not really be bothered, but speak to somebody if they struck up an interesting conversation. And if it wasn't interesting, I would like give her a little nod or whatever. And she'd be like, oh, you're leaving early tonight. Got you. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel so. that entirely. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? What is, what is something of boundaries that you would like to talk about, explore, bring up question tests on her lack of judgment? I don't know, whatever. Um, so my mom always would talk about, because I was a very loving, caring child and I still am as an adult, but 
I knew nothing about actually setting boundaries. My mom would always talk about them. Um, and that comes from like her and what she grew up with because she also had a very, not toxic family environment per se, but you know, there were every, every person goes through their own struggles with their own families. Yeah. And like, that was the one thing that you were talking about with your, you know, the therapy session that you had and that analogy is I don't think that every single family member deserves to be in the house. Um, no, and, not, and, not at all. That was just my personal. No. Life. Yeah. Right. But like, that was the one thing that kind of struck out to me because <clears throat> in my opinion, I do think that there are people that even if they have a blood relation or are, you know, stellar upstanding people to other people, like it's okay that you put them either outside of your fence or even just don't have them involved whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been a thing with me. And I think my my first like true growing pain with boundary setting um, came probably like in high school, closer to college too. But I think you always struggle with boundaries, especially when it comes to something where you feel, you know, there's obligation And then Mm -hmm. there's emotional attachment and it's hard to determine between the two for a lot of situations. Um, Agreed. And it gets harder when you mix, you know, any, any other sort of extra obligation on top of that, whether it be like romantic or familial or. I like that you put romantic as an obligation. I think that I think there is a certain obligation. I agree people. with you, but I find it humorous that you are the oh, one that, that said that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that I think I say that because I do understand the difference between really liking, like truly liking who you're with and liking who they are as a person, who they're growing who they are growing to be and creating that internal journey for both of you versus having a romantic interest in somebody who proves that they are not worthy of you. Are you pointing fingers at me? No. (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) I guess that would be better as an ellipses because there wasn't a question there. (laughs) (laughs) No, dot, dot, dot. Yes. Um, No, I completely agree with what you're saying. And a a way that my mother used to tell me this, I don't know that I agree with how young she told me this because wow, was it shaping. But (laughs) I mean, I, I was little, like two or three. This is one of my earliest memories. She would look at me when I was, you know, acting out as toddlers do and say, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Ah, uh, see, yes, I have that exact frame of mind, but it's not, I don't know if I was told that as a child, but I definitely like, I don't know. It's just been like an intrinsic thing in my mind where it's just right. like, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Like, yeah, I, I just don't. Yep. And that's, that's always been a really conscious thing on my mind. And I have told uh, previous, you know, people that I've been in relationships with things like that. And the first time that I would say it, because I've never been with someone that had that intrinsically ingrained, if you will, they Mm kind of cock their head at me and are like, look at me, like, what are you talking about? And then once it sinks in, they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it does. It does. 
but like not not to argue the affirmative of your mom because like also i don't think that i would say that to a two or three year old unless i legitimately was just yeah. like you're not gonna remember this so i'm gonna say it but like oh, i would definitely I remember a lot of things from <laughs> I'm sure you do. You are one of those people, but like, yeah. I would definitely say to like a 14 or 15 year old, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Just like, but, Hey, like I do not like your actions right now. I do not like who, who you are at the, in the minute. That's another thing right. that's always been really important to me. And honestly, it kind of ties into boundaries because it's made some very painful things that people have said to me less painful. Okay. Um, and that is, I put right now, Yes. on the end of almost every sentence that they shout at me. Yeah. I hate you right now. Right now. I really don't ever want to talk to you again right now. Yeah. And maybe that makes me doggedly stubborn, but it also creates a greater resilience because I it's know- momentary. Exactly. You're having a bad day, a bad moment, a bad hour, a bad whatever. And so I create the boundary for you because you need to blow off steam. You need to trust me right now. You need to unload on me. And so that this doesn't create like a cavern in my heart or my soul or whatever, because you're hurting me emotionally. I'm going to put right now on the end of every single one of your sentences. Yep. And in my own mind, I'm probably also going to be saying, I love you. So I'm letting you do this to me, but I don't like you right now. Right. Right. Well, and I think that also, and I don't know if this is just an INT trait or an INTJ trait that was like put into me because of my mom, because like you guys are both very similar, but also like when it would come to things that are momentary, like when, when Ian and I first like got together and we would have those fights, like, and, and now we talk about them later on in our relationship. And he's like, no, I really thought that you were leaving. And I was like, I literally told you that I was going for a drive and I would be, I would be back. Right. Like to, 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 to get that idea out of your head. Because mm -hmm. it's not that I'm going to leave forever. Right. I just need to have space. Yeah. And literal you, geographical space. Right. And, mm -hmm. and not allowing me to be able to think through what I need to think through would cause both of us more pain. Like that's, that's a boundary too, is knowing when you need to step away Absolutely. and also knowing that it's okay if somebody else, like it's, it's not okay. Like it sucks, but it's okay if somebody else is hurting when you need to step away, as yep. long as you are making it clear, I'm coming back. Like I'm not leaving forever. I'm leaving for right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be back in like two or three hours. I still love you. I still care about you, but deuces I'm out because fuck yeah. you right now. <laughs> that was a conversation I actually had with my ex-husband specifically. Um, I said, here are three things in the house that I physically care about. Mm -hmm. The dog, the cat, and I have a memory box. Yep. If you come home and those are gone, I'm gone. If you come home and those three items are still in the house, I'm coming back or it is my intention to come back. And if I do not, you should look for me. Yep. And that, to me, that makes logical sense. And that might be something of an emotionally detached person. I don't know, but it was like, Hey, if we ever have a fight and these things are still in the house, I have not left. Right. I might be going on a drive. I, I might be whatever. I'm probably not going to disappear for more than 24 hours without a text because that's discourteous. And that's a boundary for me is, I am courteous if I can be, mm -hmm. but 
Yeah. See, okay. Here's something I'm noticing throughout this conversation, which I find very interesting. And I'm wondering if our listeners are relating to it at all. I have extreme boundaries for myself, yeah. but I do not impose them on other people. And that's yeah. where I fail. Yeah. I think that that's something that I'm still growing into out of, I guess, is, is putting the boundaries that I have for myself onto other people. And they're different, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. like, I know that I am a very caring human being too, but I also have realized that like, Hey, if I'm willing to have this person live in my home for X amount of time, would they be willing to do the same for me? Right. Well, probably not because they don't have their own fucking home. Like, how is that going to work? Like, that's exactly, just, yeah. and that's not, that's not a statement on what's happening with, with you and your roommate right now, but like, that has definitely been a reality for me. And I, I think that there's tons of things where it's just like, like with this deployment, like I went and I got a, like, I called up all well, I didn't call up. I offered to send care packages, which like I was going to buy all the stuff and send the stuff mm-hmm. to everybody's kids or, you know, spouses or whatever. One person contacted me, that one person, like sweet human being, wanted her husband to have stuff, was happy to go there because I offered um, and did, you know, the, the mailing and everything because this was when COVID was still kind of a thing and people were concerned. And I had reached the point where I was just like, you know, if other people are concerned, I'm not concerned. And I am happy to go to a physical place and put myself in harm's way, quote unquote, harm's way to be helpful if it's going to help somebody else. Um, And it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, nobody else throughout the entire deployment of all of these guys offered to do anything like that. And, and I don't know if it's just, I offered on a public scale and people did it behind the scenes, but even still, it's just like, these are all people that we care about, right? Like mm-hmm. every single one of these, like if something were to happen to my husband, I would hope at least one of these fucking people would reach out to me, but I don't, and that's the other thing is I don't know any of these people. Right. So like, why, why would they feel the obligation? They wouldn't. No, no, they wouldn't. And it's not, I think it has, maybe this is a hypothesis of test test has nothing to back this up. Um, I think it has to do with how self-centered one is. Well, maybe. Because if you're imposing boundaries on yourself and looking to help others, that's one way of thinking of it versus looking at yourself and imposing boundaries, like saying that you can do whatever you feel like and imposing boundaries on others. I think there's a balance. I don't think either one are truly correct. I think finding someone in the middle is best. Because I am admitting that I'm wrong. Right. But I also don't love people who say I can cry and scream and do whatever I want to, and you have to respect me. Otherwise, I'm offended. And right. that is my boundary. I don't like either side either of end. that spectrum. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I've just, I don't think I've ever met anybody, at least I've never held on to anybody that has that mentality of, you know, my, my boundaries exceed everything. And I I've met say, a few. I don't stick around very often. I just, I think that would be exhausting. It is exhausting. And that's why I don't stick around very often. Or you find ways to 
impose artificial boundaries. And that's when, if you're me, you start making excuses and just kind of removing yourself from the situation and creating the space. Yeah. No, I think, and I think that's fair too, is like, you don't want to straight out be like, well, I mean, like with somebody like that, it would be a fucking hissy fit if you were to actually walk away from them anyway. Right. Exactly. So you start creating space and space and space and space. And then one day they wake up and they're like, wait, where'd you go? And it's like, yeah, I'm gone now. Sorry. Bye motherfucker. Like "Mm -mm, not coming back. I finally got this far away from you. We're not. Right. It's, it's been a minute for a reason. No, I fully, I fully get that. Um, yeah, but I mean, insofar as boundary setting, I feel like, again, I've gotten better as a quote unquote adult, but I feel like boundaries change. Um, boundaries, boundaries change when you get married, boundaries change, like in, in your mm-hmm. case, when you get separated or divorced, boundaries change when you have kids, like boundaries in general, like are always, it, they seem to be very fluid, but yes. in, I, I want to say in an uh, upward way if that makes sense mm, so like as in positive ah okay so like you know i i know that there are people that in like on reddit where it's just like you know i've got i've got this issue with this person and blah 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 and it's like for people that are quote unquote normal and they read something where it's like Hey, I've got ex family member who's causing problems for my child. What do I do? And for normal people, it's like, the fuck do you mean? What do you do? Like, you throw out that person that's causing a problem for your kid. Like, that's what you do. Right. And again, that's that extreme response I'm talking about of one side of the pendulum versus the other of, I have all of the boundaries for me, but none for you, and all for you, but none for me. And so it's that also, I love Reddit, but they tend to go to extremes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because it's, it's that, it's the pendulum of morality, right? Like Mm. there's only one right way or one wrong way. And it's like, it's the epitome of like the same as Facebook where you see people that are just fighting over nothing, but yeah. And I, I do, I do want to say boundaries can be fluid and circumstantial boundaries can be fluid, but there are some boundaries that are very static and should not be crossed like sexual boundaries of, Hey, I said no, or correct. Like stop means stop. No means no at all times. Correct. So some boundaries are fluid. I just want to put that in there because we already did the sexual, uh, abuse. Correct. No, I mean, I was, so I was just like, I, right. I just want to, I just want to. Right. No, I think that hit that one again. <laughs> I think that's incredibly great. Uh, that's when I think of boundaries, I think of like personal relationships. I don't think of, uh, like sexual encounters because for me when it comes to like consent and everything else like I guess you're right that is a boundary but like to me consent is just like straight up like this is a yes or no and I guess for a boundary it's the same way too where like this is a yes or no like you either have this is happening or this is not but I guess now now I'm in now I'm in a parallel argument with my brain my brain is saying well then consent is still fluid because you can say no at any point Right. Right. They know at any point in the relationship. And that's kind of what I was getting at, at in with the, the exponential positive growth, hopefully for most boundaries. And I, I completely agree with you. And I think that for some reason, some people just don't understand or don't assume is maybe a good word. I don't know. Um, Boundaries that I would consider to be normal 
And I think that's why that was so important to me to hit that plug is because I've had things where, you know, invite somebody over to my house, we're playing video games, we're doing whatever. I can't remember if I told the story on the podcast. So more, if I did stop me. Um, and I walk back in the room and he's taking his shirt off. You did not share that on the podcast, but yeah. like literally I, I walk out of the room to get a drink or do whatever. And I walk back in and he has shirt off and I'm like, why did you take your shirt off? And he goes, oh, I'm more comfortable this way in my house. Yeah. Like, bro, that's what? not, like, no. not, the, why? Move. not you, the move in my house. And I, when I said that, he was like, well, if any guy tells you that they're more comfortable with their shirt on, then they're just fucking lying. Okay. But in my house. <laughs> Like this is not like, the time or we're, place. we're not yeah, we're 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 not engaged in any kind of activity. We're playing video games, we're sitting in separate chairs, we're not cut like you're not what? even close. Like you don't know this Literally. person as a person. No, I don't know you as a person. I don't know any like I have given you no sign that this is moving in that direction, and all of a sudden you're stripping now? Like what? And then later on, um, it was unbutton the pants. And I was like, why are your pants unbuttoned? Excuse you. Like what? So yeah, those are to me normal boundaries where it's like, I shouldn't have to address this. I understand they can be fluid, but like, holy no. hell. No, not, not in that way. <laughs> Sorry. Holy hell. That was, that was not, that was not the, the boundary that I was trying to say is fluid. No, I, yeah, no, I know you're not. I'm just clarifying because as I am that person who has trouble enforcing external boundaries. And so I have to clarify for myself to say like, because again, if I can find a reason why this doesn't hurt my physical person or the three things that I care about, I can try to make my own boundary fluid, which is not healthy. Identifying that she has a problem here. Right. I am not the golden standard. I am the do not do this. Monkey see monkey. Don't do. (laughs) Right. Truly uh, do as we say, not as we do. That was the whole point of the that's the whole point of the goddamn podcast. The disclaimer of the GD. podcast. I'm sorry. That was a bleep bleep moment. That's the whole point of the podcast. Bleep bleep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like that's totally fair. And I feel like, again, at least this is an at least moment, but at least you recognize that of yourself. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's the same as like any, it's an addiction. It's It's almost an addiction to be like a people pleaser without realizing that you are a people pleaser. And I think that's the issue with boundaries for a lot of people is it's not, you, you're giving me a look, but like, it really is. It's people pleasing because it's wanting to have. It's not. Okay. It's fixing. Oh, that's worse. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're a project person. So you really uh-huh. are my mother. That's fantastic. Okay. Yep. No, so- cause I don't care if I please you. I care if I fix the problem. Okay. So for the INTJs in the world, stop fucking fixing people. If you have a project, which is so much fun to take on as a project. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you have a project on your hands, they're probably not the right fucking person to have in your life. Thank you. And I swear to God, if I'm a project for you, I'm going to flip my fucking lid. So I can't see because like you're, you're, you literally like your entire screen paused for a second. So did you laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Okay. I will, I will have that in my brain for like an hour or two now. Don't but worry. You're not my project. Anyways. So you're actually one of the few people in my life. that's not a project. That's nice. That makes me, I really can, I can say that. this that's really keep... warm and fuzzy. Yeah, no, you're one of the few people in my life. that's not a project. So anyways, um, mom, when you listen to this podcast, stop, stop taking on projects, make your fucking 
house the project from now on. Anyways. Um, See, but people are so much easier and don't require physical tools. That's what, yeah. I Stop. <laughs> stop, mom. What? <laughs> stop. <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, the I'm fixing, over here playing chess. Well, the it's fixing. Fun. Oh, people thank said. you. Thank you. The the thinking and the, the the people pleasing for people that are feelers is the same, I think, as the the fixing for for thinkers, I guess. Um, and so, if you are a people pleaser, like it's the same behavior. Where like, yeah, you want to please people, but for you, I guess it's it's more of having that project and seeing the end result. But the problem is, is that there are so many people with an end result that are still going to be shit. And, and that's why if a thinker stops seeing, stops seeing progress, I don't know why that sentence was hard to say, you get ghosted. That is valid. That's entirely valid. Because if I see that I am doing things that should improve you, because I have looked at it logically, robot, computer over here, um, and you are not responding accordingly because you are getting high off of the attention rather than investing in your own fix, bye-bye. Yeah. No, I think that's valid. This. And that's, that's another toxicity of mine. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not validating myself here. That's another toxicity of mine. Right. No, I, I, I think that I understand that too, because like there are times again where, especially when I was younger, I don't do this anymore, but you know, I would give that validation, care, acceptance to other people. And if it wasn't received to me, mm-hmm. it was very easy to just go, all right, fuck you. You're out the door. Like mm-hmm. literally no more, no more feelings, nothing, literally nothing. There is yep. nothing that I can give to you. There's nothing that I want to give to you. Yep. It's done. And it upsets a lot of people. Like the, the reality is, is it's just, it's a, it's a coping mechanism just like anything else. But it's also one of those things where I do understand that it's toxic, but I think that I've been better off growing up without that extra I need to have you also be okay. Right. Yeah. No, and I honestly, the things that we're describing as far as the line in the sand that gets you jettisoned from reality, that's not a boundary. That's a cliff. I think of a boundary as like a fence where it's like you can get up to it and you smack it, but like you have to make a conscious decision to go over it or an electric fence or something where it's like, hey, you get a warning that you're at the end of the, the, the property boundary, the whatever you want to call it. And what we're talking about is just you're walking along and the ground gives out. Right. And that in itself is not a healthy boundary because you're not giving that person warning. You're not giving that person a chance. You're just dropping them off, you know, again, the edge of the world. If the world is flat, they hit the end. Whoops. Right. Well, I mean, as an unhealthy kid, I think I've done that to a few people, but like as an adult, again, it goes back to learning, learning boundaries and that line for me at least does exist with a couple of warning signs where it's like, hey, <laughs> you're, you're no, reaching. Yeah, you're, you're reaching. Way, you're way better at that than me. And I said that at the beginning. I'm going to reiterate that. You're way better at that than me because I've gone out with you before. I'll keep talking to somebody, let's say at a bar or something like that for an extended period of time when they're being an absolute asset. And then I'll just make some random excuse to walk away and just keep bouncing around because that's what I do. And you're up there like, Hey, motherfucker, like you're an asshole. Go away. And I I can't even do that. Oh, okay. I have done that a couple of times, but it took a lot. Nope. 
I, I reached my limit a while ago when it came to asshole behavior, especially at a bar. And it's just like, hey, uh, nobody here is interested and you're not even being nice. So. Right. Mm. Now, I will say something that's weird for me is I will enforce other people's boundaries without batting an eye. It's my own that I struggle with the most. Because if I see that my friend is in trouble, I will go to fucking knuckles Well, you're a, pro- you're a protector. Extreme. Yeah, I'm it's a protector. Easy. I have, it's I have my, protect. my yeah. younger, you know, God siblings and whatever that I protect. And like, that's always been ingrained in me. I was always the one that they called on when they needed something handled. But if it was me, again, if it doesn't harm my physical person, I can probably put up with it. Yeah. Which is really, really, really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't be that person because again, you're not making yourself into a martyr. And like, this was something that, uh, Ian would call me all the time in her at the beginning of our relationship, which was true. Like it was a really hard call out to understand, but it was, it's very true is that making yourself a martyr. So going above and beyond when you understand that somebody else either isn't in that headspace or is not going to be there for you, isn't solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the time it, it hurt a lot and it still kind of hurts to think about. But the reality is, is that the behavior that I was exhibiting was me being a martyr. I wasn't being an equal partner. I was being a, you know, I'm going to do everything and anything and step over, you know, hot coals for you. And, and I can't realistically expect that in return, but I did. Right. And it's, and, and that's a matter of growing, but oh, yeah. it definitely like, that is a toxic trait as far as me. And, and again, like it goes back to, I can enforce other people's or I could enforce other people's boundaries better than my own. Mm-hmm. And, and you learn that. You learn that with any relationship, but it's, it's an interesting thing when you learn it in your marriage. But hey, marriage is hard. <laughs> I, I applaud you. Marriage is fucking marriage hard. Is hard. Marriage yeah. is, is very hard. So if we move into analysis and advice, what advice would you give listeners and yourself or me, pick on me, I don't care, um, <laughs> as far as enforcing boundaries or changing the way you look at boundaries? I would always start with, would they do this for you? Mm-hmm. And it could be the smallest of things, like would this person go to Chipotle to pick you both up? dinner like just the smallest of smallest things yeah that's that is something that you can easily say yeah of course i would do that or fuck no why would i waste my gas why would i do this why would you do that so why would it be worth it to do that for them mm-hmm. um, and then the further along in a relationship you get or how close you have to be to somebody um it becomes more of how valuable is my well-being versus looking okay to this person. Right. Because there are going to be relationships in your life that are non-avoidable, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to either fake who you are or, you know, change who you are, but you have to be okay with the output that is exhibited toward that person Mm -hmm. If it means that that's you and then you have to understand that that's their interpretation of who you are. Right. And I think those are the only two words of advice that I would give to anybody 
at this point in my life. Other than that, just don't, don't do what I do. <laughs> the one that I have, because I think it's really only one, <clears throat> is do you long-term want this person to like you for their own gain or do you want to be respected? Mm. Yeah. Because there are people in my life who have told me no when I did not want to be told no, but later I turned around and respected them for it. Right. And so that is my advice to others, but also most importantly to myself is, do you want to be respected for saying, this is where you stop. And yep. if you stop, we're good. And if you don't stop, you will be jettisoned. Yep. Because I don't care if I please you in this moment. And I give that equating them to a selfish child who is throwing a hissy fit for their toy or whatever. Right. Saying, no, that's not what we're doing right now. And later they come back and say, ah, I respect you for this. I hold you in a higher regard as a human because you set a boundary and you stuck to it. Right. Because I know, especially for guys, that's a much bigger thing than they gave me what I asked for in the moment. Yep. So yep. that would be my one thing kind of to pull myself out. I have to pull myself out of my own body sometimes and be like, if I was in a different perspective, if I was looking at this externally, where would I be? Where would, would I, I be say? and what would I do? <laughs> yeah. And that's that piece of advice that comes from that little bit of like existential, like, oh, okay, now I'm looking at this from a different angle. I don't know if that's a me thing or if that's a normal thing. Um, but yeah. yeah. Do you want to please them in the moment and become kind of their, their happy button for a while until they just say, oh, I'm going to move on to something different? Or do you want to gain that respect and possibly have something later down the road? Yeah. I so, think yeah. that's entirely valid. All right. I will leave you guys with a really funny story, something that happened to me last night. Yikes. <laughs> because we need a laugh after that, that darkness right there. And this was pretty freaking hilarious. So I'm out at this local watering hole last night because it's a friend's birthday. She's got somebody coming in from out of town. We're having a great time, whatever. Um, it was a weeknight. I was going light. She was not. It's her birthday. That's great. Go nuts. Don't care. So I go into the ladies restroom and, um, I look at the toilet paper dispenser and on top of the toilet paper dispenser is somebody's Invisalign. Container. <laughs> it's not on a napkin. It's not on a towel. It's not on anything. It's yeah. just sitting there on the toilet paper. <laughs> so gross. So, it's so gross. It's truly disgusting because also I was in Colleen, Texas, and I don't know if anybody knows Colleen, Texas, but it is the absolute grossest place possibly in the world. The epitome um, of nasty. Yeah, it's, it's a cesspool. It is. Yes. So I go- Love you if anybody from Colleen listens to us. I mean, but. I'm in Colleen, so <laughs> it's not like we're really going hard for somewhere that we don't know about. You lived in Colleen. Like, come on, y'all. Anyway, it's, I have, and it's still accessible, but exactly. anyways, we, we, we know what it is. So I grabbed some toilet, uh, not toilet paper, a uh, paper towel. I was like, I'm not going to wrap this in toilet paper. Despite the fact that it's on the top of the toilet paper dispenser, I am going to be a nice human, put this in a paper towel. So put it in a paper towel. So it's, you know, a little Brown, whatever. Cause it's wrapped from the bathroom paper. Mm -hmm. And I go up to the DJ who I know 
I say, hey, somebody left this in the bathroom and I'm just holding up this little paper towel and he looks at me like, what the fuck is that? And I'm not touching it. <laughs> Which I can't blame him for. And I said, it's someone's Invisalign. And he looks at me with a look like, you just said what? <laughs> oh, the absolute worst. Guy's laughing, like falls over in the booth, dying laughing. <laughs> Because I have just handed him someone's retainer, stops the music, and is like, uh, whoever, like, took their teeth out in the bathroom, <laughs> left their Invisalign, somebody found it, come get it, you might need this. And then turns back to me and was like, who the fuck in the bathroom was like, fuck these teeth, I need to give a blowjob right now. <laughs> and just put on the dispenser. Boundaries. <laughs> like i don't know but they're off my hands now like they're probably gonna get thrown away but they're really expensive so i tried you know but- <laughs> you did what you could you did what you could that's disgusting and but i like, hope I, they never put that in their mouth ever again I, I get drunk girls leaving their phone in the bathroom i've done it like two minutes later i heard him announce hey somebody left their phone in the bathroom but like who takes their teeth out while they're on the toilet and is just like i need to put these on the dispenser ew yeah, so if you've ever left your Invisalign at a bar on the toilet dispenser, you can send us an email at mindovermillennialpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at mindovermillennialpodcast. And please let us know why, because I'm truly baffled. Tess is baffled. Why? <laughs> anyway. Also, find Tess at Am my underscore name underscore... No, that's you. Yes. No, that's you. Oh, my. I have the underscore. You're all You're wrong. Right. Excuse you. <laughs> Tess at Instagram at my name is Tess. No underscores. Mine is. That's that. still not my Instagram name. Isn't it? It's and my name is Tess. There you go. Now you got it right. What? Fuck off. All right. Anyway. <laughs> well, she loves me, y'all. <laughs> and find me at that underscore millennial underscore lauren all right we did it fucking bye guys (laughs) we love you you're better for human unicorns and we'll see you on the next one bye (laughs) mind over millennial music by zach era and gabriel ramos we are funded mainly by ourselves but we're not too proud to ask for support feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and google sources of course